0: There was a time when the ability to heal or to see and unseen unknown realms was a part of our lives. This was a part of our very existence. It it was part of who we are. And for many centuries, maybe 4,000 years or longer, these talents were developed by the ancient people. And with these talents, they learned many of the secrets of the universe. They learned how to move giant stones with sound and with thought. They knew at that time how to, how to take a sick person and help them to be better
1: if it was possible at all. And things that were unknown could be easily known. Because there were those people within these ancient, I guess,
0: tribes or societies that were born with a lot of this ability within them. And these people were cherished. They were loved and they were appreciated and they were called upon so that they would be they would be the ones that would connect the common person to the essence of the earth and the essence of the
1: sky but over time there were people who were jealous of those that could do
0: this and typically within communities the entire community would come together so that they could take and honor these people but also to bring about because there were this this number of them they were able to bring about the energies from the earth and the sky and and focus it in to one place
1: and in focusing it in well they could do amazing things by our standards today but like i said there were those who were jealous those who didn't have a, a a large amount of this ability within them
0: and they wanted to be able to
1: control those who did and over time it became worse and worse <clears throat>
0: until we get more to a modern age, let's say,
1: the past um, thousand years. And during that time, there emerged rulers and kings, chiefs, people who were not connected to the earth
0: and the sky, but instead... They served their own needs and saw that their own needs were taken care of by everyone else. And in order to maintain their power, they tried to control the ceremonies and the
1: rituals that these ancient people had developed because they wanted to be the ones in control, you see.
0: So, with the progression of time, you also have other institutions
1: that formed, like the church. And this became a place, really, a place where the most control could be provided over the people. And... Those who opposed these teachings, these new teachings, these
0: were the Druids, the Wiccans, the people who now might have, you know, um, slander to their name because now we look upon these people who were doing these ancient things and, you know, we are afraid of them. We're afraid of what they represented.
1: And it's because of what happened the past thousand years. There was a time when there was an ancient society called the Druids. There was an analog of the Druids in Russia, all through Europe, really. And
0: their ceremonies could alter the fabric of time and space itself.
1: But these people were sought out. And sometimes entire villages were burned. And the people, they were clubbed and beaten. They were murdered, really. And whether alive or dead,
0: they were bound and thrown onto fires, large fires,
1: in order to be rid of them forever. Not many ever escaped this. And eventually, the teachings that were now being put in place and managed by a select group, of men, well, they changed the course of the culture that they now wielded power over.
0: And they continued to insinuate their rules and their laws. Eventually, the 13 or 1400s, There were some who had escaped this terrible fate, who still knew some of the ancient practices. It was being handed down, mother to daughter, father to son.
1: And these people, the church would call them witches. They were sought out. And if they even knew natural remedies, how to use
0: plants for medicine, or They didn't pray
1: the way that they were supposed to pray. Then these people were called witches. If they were psychic and they could communicate
0: with those who had passed to the other side, who had died effectively,
1: or those who could see the future, those that would meditate in the garden. They were captured, bound, and they were burned at the stake or hung to be rid of them so that
0: their influence would not tarnish the purity and the piety that the church was insinuating upon everyone. And it's through these actions that a great deal of Power was exuded
1: over the people as a result of manipulation and fear. This kind of power, like all power in the world that ever has been, it doesn't last. And eventually, there were those who
0: were looking for these ancient ways and trying to find these ancient practices. But now they were all shrouded in mysticism, and that mystery made them, well, perhaps dangerous in the minds of others. And so some people became afraid to even try, but some did. And as they were trying, and as they were learning and evolving, secret societies began to form. And now you're in the age of the 1600s, and this is a time when the secret societies, those who would be uh, the ones who would hold the quote-unquote sacred knowledge they would start to emerge into small collectives of people to share the knowledge they had. But the mistake that they were making is that knowledge doesn't have any
1: value if it isn't shared. So they did write things down and they used a very, um, in some cases, a very
0: complicated way of writing so they could hide All the intonations, all of the details, so that only the members of their society who had proven themselves to be worthy would have access to this knowledge. So we move ahead now to the 1800s and the 1900s, and this is a time when these people have now passed away. Some of these organizations remain, but there are people now sharing information just a little And there was a resurgence of curiosity about all of this, especially during the 1900s, the late 1900s, into the early um, the early 20th century. And this is a time when spiritualism began to evolve and, and come back into the light again. There were no more witch trials. There were no more... Um, fears of being put to death for what you believe. But there were plenty of people who didn't want to even hear about this because now, after all, well, a thousand years or more have passed
1: and everyone is being taught the same thing. And in being taught the same thing, well, you had to really go out to the fringe. And if you did...
0: You might be laughed at, ridiculed, but some people did take that leap of faith and they went that direction. And so we move up into um, the 20th century, let's say 1940s, 1950s. And this is a time when there were those who would now write books and begin to expose what they know and to share what they know through the written word. Sometimes there's recorded information. This is the age of Ruth Montgomery and Edgar Casey and others like him. And then we move into the late 1950s, into the 1960s, and now these people who all along during this timeline there have always been people who had this innate ability, but were afraid to use it. Now they weren't that afraid to use it anymore. And this is the emergence of people like Ingo Swan, Yuri Geller, showing people what's possible. But still, the, the intricate knowledge was not available. The common person would look at these people. In just amazement, because they could do things the common person couldn't do. And so these people, in their own way, became small celebrities. And the longer they continued doing it, the more the world would know about these things that were happening. And what
1: what they could do, these people that were capable of doing these amazing things. Then we move into the 80s. And we've traveled well over a thousand years at this point
0: on the timeline. And in the 80s, there was again another resurgence, like there was the beginning of the 20th century in the early 1900s, late 1800s. And now people are studying crystals and rocks and practicing spiritual techniques and talking about chakras and auras and information is beginning to move around the world and more and more
1: people are becoming more aware of it not everyone because most people were still focused on the teachings from the church and then you move a little bit farther ahead and more and more people
0: are becoming aware of these possibilities. And new people emerge who have amazing gifts. And these, these new people now have a much larger audience. And with this larger audience, well, and greater technology, the news of who these people are goes around
1: the world. And then we move into the 21st century.
0: And still, there's more information. It's becoming
1: well-known. But there are still people who are looking at those who had the capacity
0: or have the capacity to do amazing things. Maybe they're
1: very psychic. Maybe they are very good with healing. There are many gifts. Well, technology has moved forward even farther. And these
0: new people are emerging more and more. They're emerging, but it's not that they
1: suddenly had the ability for the gift. They're just becoming more well-known. And so here you and I are talking today, and information about me
0: and what I do as a healer and as a contactee has traveled from a lonely place in the
1: desert here in the American Southwest all the way to your part of the world. We can thank technology for that. And in looking through all of this, the one thing that was lost at least a thousand years ago is the
0: community of people who would take what they are capable of doing and sharing that knowledge with others so that none of the people in the community was more important than the other
1: Everyone has a gift, but it's been lost. It's been lost because people through centuries of manipulation and fear have only paused to look
0: to see what others are doing without any real idea that they themselves could do these things. It was lost that
1: this is something that they were born with, that they too could do. The reason people know about me all over the world, it's because no one else is doing what I do. Oh, there are others who are healers. That's for sure. But from what I've heard from quite
0: a few people who seem to be quite good at gathering this information, they say that I'm one of the most
1: profound healers of our time. Well, I don't know if I believe that or not. It's flattering, but... <laughs> I haven't met all the healers, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but the thing is a very important thing is
0: whether I'm that good or not, it isn't important. It has gotten
1: me known all over the world and for a variety of reasons, and not because of my failures. But it has gotten me known all over the world. And now, as I gaze back over those
0: centuries, over that millennia or more, it's obvious to me
1: that people have lost their way. That instead of me being an amazing healer, or that I have some amazing abilities, I don't want to be that important. The important thing that I'm trying to get over, get out to other people, is that the things that I do, you can also do, it's just a matter of knowledge.
0: If you want to do what I do, or you want to develop your psychic ability, or whatever it is you're wanting to do to develop yourself. It doesn't have to be on a grandiose scale. It's a personal thing. And if there's something that you're wanting to do to become better than what you currently are in your own mind, you're thinking,
1: if I could only do that, it's only a matter of knowledge.
0: You you only need to have the knowledge, and you can do it also.
1: But your mind in this lifetime, and perhaps for several, has been
0: so filled with rules and regulations,
1: practices, and it's been filled with apprehension and doubt,
0: And you live with a lack of consciousness. And that lack of consciousness is only because you have no confidence. And most people were never even taught what consciousness
1: is. Let me explain consciousness to you. Imagine you're in a dark room and you turn on a light. That light
0: is consciousness. It's a metaphor. The light is consciousness. But you look around and notice you have no eyes to see
1: or no brain to think. Having consciousness means that there's light,
0: but awareness means that you look upon that which is illuminated and you see it you might not understand it understanding takes even another level of awareness
1: to evolve within you but at least you can see it now that's awareness consciousness and awareness are two separate things So there's an equation for your growth. It's a simple equation. So you want to develop yourself to
0: do something amazing. You want to see beyond the veil. You want to speak with the dead. You want to heal a puppy or a kitty or a horse or a person or a
1: snake. I've done all those and more. You want to do that? That's fine. You
0: can. But there's an equation that leads you in this direction. Like I said, it's simple. The equation is
1: knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Greater wisdom, it sits on top of awareness. So, every time you get a new experience, you also get
0: knowledge. And every time you get knowledge, if you try, you'll get a new experience. And each time these characters are in play, the end result is you're going to achieve deeper wisdom. And there's no way to quantify how much
1: wisdom you need. You'll never have enough wisdom. You might as well accept that. But the more you do this, the greater awareness that you will achieve. And as you achieve greater awareness, well, now you ask more questions. What is that? What does that mean? Uh, The question brings a new experience. And the new experience is going to bring greater knowledge. Or asking the question brings an
0: answer, and it's greater knowledge. Now you have to try with this greater knowledge and have the experiments so you can find out what the experience is. They're all interchangeable. There's a great deal of interplay on the left side of the equation, knowledge and experience. But you see, the greater the depth of the question you'll answer, and not all your questions will make sense, and not all of them will have an answer because they don't make sense. But you don't know that. You have to
1: ask them anyway. And in doing so, well, you gain greater wisdom, even through your failures.
0: And the next time you ask a question, you'll understand why you didn't get the answer you were looking for. And underneath of it, Again, your awareness begins to increase. The light is already there. Your mind is
1: on. You're thinking. The consciousness is there. And the awareness is intact to whatever degree it is for each person hearing this. It's already intact. You just have to increase it. So I think, you know, Overall, we're in an age now
0: where we're faced with some very interesting times. And it doesn't matter what country you're in,
1: what matters is who you are. But you have to seek the truth. And truth isn't easy
0: because one person's truth is another person's lie. But there is
1: an underlying valid point somewhere in the mix of all of that. But as you're trying to find the truth, you're growing as a result of your efforts. But we are in interesting times. And whether the churches or governments or those who know care to tell you, We're in a limited time. You see, roughly 12,000 years
0: ago, well, let's go back farther. Let's say 14,000, 13,000 years ago, there were people on this world, as there are now, who had achieved a great level of technological superiority. They'd achieved great things. But human nature, being what it is,
1: everything got to be very messy. Just like now,
0: there are people in Guinea who are living in tribes, or in the Amazon living in tribes, or up in the Andes living in small villages without electricity. During that time, it was also the case, there were people who didn't have any
1: technology. There were those who did. And some of those knew to watch the sky.
0: And what they noticed was that there was a cycle. The Mayans knew this cycle quite well. Unfortunately, the church took 98 or 99% of their knowledge, which was written. And they were thrown into the fires, lost forever. Only a small fragment of their knowledge even exists.
1: But they knew about the cycles. And for this world, the bottom line is that every 12,000
0: years, roughly, not exactly 12,000, but roughly 12,000, this world changes
1: And when it changes, a great many people will be removed from this place. The sun will go dark, and then there will be a massive explosion. It's called a micronova. And when this happens, nothing here will ever be the same again. And this
0: is a cycle. It's not like something new. It's a cycle that happens on very regular intervals of 12,000, 24,000,
1: 36,000, 48,000 years. Each of these is its own cycle. The 12,000-year cycle, we're within... 20 years of high noon. We're within 20 years of this cycle initiating.
0: And when it does, there'll be
1: a lot of panic, a lot of pain and suffering, a lot of fear. doesn't matter how strong you are. And before this cycle ever happens, You see it now.
0: The energy from the sun interferes with the energy on the earth. It composes itself and imposes itself upon the earth. And as that happens, the energy of the earth is changing. Our nervous system is tied directly to the earth. And the earth is tied directly to the sun. And the sun is tied directly to the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And all of those energies, they all try to remain in some form of harmonious balance. And that balance requires a cycle. All things
1: in the universe follow very specific lines of action drop a pebble into a still pool of water, you have ripples.
0: You have an explosion, something more massive than our minds can imagine, happening
1: at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. It sends out ripples. You have an explosion on the sun,
0: a micronova, it has ripples. It ripples the energy across the Earth, and the Earth energy ripples through it, and that energy ripples through us. And it's during these times that people will be very, very greatly disturbed by the change and the shift in the energy. It affects our heart rhythm. It affects how we think, how we act. It is directly tied to the structure of our societies, regardless of where on earth
1: we are. So how does all this play into what I'm talking about? Well, I know that I've been here many times. Over many lifetimes.
0: I've seen this over and over and over again. You remember people used to talk about Lemuria? Oh, Lemuria was somewhere out in the Pacific Ocean. No one knows
1: where it was at. Oh, how is that even possible? It's there. And I suspect... They either have or they will find it very soon. It should be, at
0: this point, with plate tectonics. I would suspect it's probably somewhere between
1: South America and Australia. So, just my guess. But the point is, well, how does this all tie in with what I'm telling you about? All the way back over a millennia ago, it does tie in. The way that this ties in is that this doesn't have to happen.
0: Look, if one person can take a spoon and bend the spoon and it just folds right over, I've done it.
1: I've taught people to do it. I've seen people do it. Or if a hundred people, Focus on
0: a plague, a a place where there's a drought and there's no rain. And a hundred or a thousand people focus on it. And gosh, within a day it rains. Or if there's a field of crops that are plagued with insects,
1: and 50 people focus on the insects to go away, and they go away. What could a world of people do if they would just come together and realize we can evolve? Now, we can see all the mistakes over the past, well, millions, I guess, tens of thousands of years. We can see
0: our mistakes. Yeah, we screwed up. Things were a bit of a mess, but it's all
1: right. Now, it's not like we're going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Yeah, that's silly. But it is in this manner
0: where each person has evolved to a point to where they have confidence
1: and no fear. And there's a consensus among the people. We no longer need this. And they agree. And they release that energy. What happens next would be revolutionary. Because it would be the further evolution of life on this world. And when that happens, everything changes, of
0: course. Just like if the sun goes micronova, everything changes. And like I said, the universe is a balanced place. When you have the ripples in the pond, you have the high peaks, and you have the low peaks. And it depends on where
1: your attention goes as to what direction this is going to carry you. So why not evolve? Why not become better than you've ever dreamed you were?
0: want to embrace the true nature of your existence. I don't know what people think about God. Everyone seems to have their own word for God.
1: Everyone has their own concept. But if they look in a mirror and they just simply say, God lives here, and let it stop there, Stop looking for God out there someplace.
0: God lives here. And if you can find that within yourself, then you suddenly realize everyone you look at can do the same thing.
1: And if you can do that, then you can evolve. And then what do you become? You become people who are no longer afraid of life, but embrace it,
0: and who no longer need illness, or war, because we create peace just by thinking about it. That might sound a bit far-fetched to some people, but the truth is
1: there is a fifth element, a fifth property of physics. It's called the observer effect.
0: And in this, with these experiments, it's been very solidly proven that if you think about it, you alter the measurement of what you're trying to measure with these
1: elemental particles. So in the thoughts of that, why not just reinvent yourself? Why not become greater than you've ever been? Why not just be you,
0: the true version of you? which some of you might need to explore and try to find. But when you become the truest version of yourself, the observer effect takes over. You begin living moment to moment as the person you
1: truly are. You, at that point, manifest
0: the earth under your feet For the next step that you take. And by your very presence, you encourage others to try the same. And if they can't, you help them. Because it doesn't do you any good to be so powerful when others aren't. This is the reason why I've been teaching classes and talking about
1: this for a great many years. I'm hoping that enough people wake up that can help others to become more aware as well. So that's about all I have to say about this.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Wills. I want to invite you to the Unknown Conference in Moscow, Russia, on November 4th, 5th, and 6th. The information about this conference is available
1: at the link here on the screen. I look forward to seeing you there.